and welcome all to the Misfit Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 24. I'm your co-host. Wait, not 24. It's 42. See, I already screwed up. No, it's 43. It's okay. 43. See, I'm already better at this. And as you can tell, I sound like uh, like a horse. Darth like a Vader. horse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very horse. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I'm... Uh, Taylor Reeves, the co-host, alongside my other co-host here, uh, Jacob Dupree, a.k.a. The Commissioner. And, uh, yeah, this is Misfit Fantasy Football, episode 43. See, we got it right the second time's a charm. Or was it that, was it that third time? That, I'm pretty sure, is the third or the fourth time. Look, nice. I'm, I'm still recovering from college football. Yeah, so as an OU fan, is it Caleb Williams or is it Spencer Rattler? So Caleb Williams is now in my top top five um, NFL way too early 2024. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I mean, remember, because like a couple of months ago, we we're talking about Spencer Rattler and Sam, Sam Howell, you know, uh-huh. who, who is the Texans going to take jokingly. <clears throat> and now seeing how things have been, it's just like, the answer is no. I don't I don't want any first off rent like your random dynasty rant. I don't want any of these quarterbacks. If I'm a super flex league, I'm taking no. whoever's in like the top positional player coming out because so far the Clemson's quarterback, DJ, I'm not going to try to say his last name, Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler. They've all looked like hot garbage. I mean, now the even Bryce the top, Young was, was uh, Bryce you know, Young hasn't looked great. But so far, I think like the number one overall product is now from Liberty, like Malik Willis. Is that his yeah. Name? Yeah. No, so far I, now I he's, that, yeah. Now he's top on the list, but I'm like, he plays at Liberty. Like he's like, it's, it's Liberty, but at the same time, it's Liberty. And uh, the hype is not only for real, but it's legit. Uh, I am campaigning. I, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but uh, me and my brother both agree. B. John Robinson. Oh, we, we want to take him in fantasy. That dude, oh. uh, man, Listen, he, so he's uh, a- he had the wheels and I was like, they should have gave him the ball more. Oh, they should have given him 40 carries. So you kidding me? If they do that, they win the game. But I, I think, think they had like 20, he had 29 or something. That's I'm not like, enough. He no. needed 11 more, like minimum. <laughs> Easy. But like, so he's a sophomore, right? True sophomore. Yeah. So he can, so the earliest he can come out is next year. And I think if he does, I mean, Jansen is, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder like collection of those first round picks might get himself his Texas boy or I'll trade up and sweep him. <laughs> or, or, or Dayton will make a trade with Jeremy again. Yeah. Uh, oh we, we went there. We went there. I, I did go there. I'm, I'm still upset about that, that, <laughs> that trade. Really? Go figure. I, I didn't know. <laughs> no. And, and it's because my empire team is hot garbage. Um, the, the money league team, it's completely dead. I'm, I'm one in four. I don't know what to do. Dude, it's not dead. You're still one in four. <sighs> It's just it's it's rough. It's frustrating to to see that. Uh, I did have a fantasy hockey draft uh, though, so I'm I'm already nice. trudging through with that. Got Alex Ovechkin with my first overall pick, so I'm feeling good nice. about that. All right, so we covered hockey, college football. <laughs> All right, let's get to the NFL. Uh, oh, speaking you of. I mean, this entire weekend in sports was ridiculous. Yeah, it was crazy. All the, all the upsets in college football. Uh, NFL yeah. was nuts. Uh, had like 12 missed field goals, five of them in one GD game. Hey, Jamar Chase. Am I right? That's right, baby. That's right, baby. Listen, <laughs> my roster. Oh, my God. First off, I'm going to gush for a second. We're not even on that game, but whenever he was that pass on the sideline, it was like the fourth quarter or overtime, one of those two. Joe, when freaking, oh. He turned the wrong way, first off. He whatever. did. He did. He turned one way. The ball was to the outside, his outside shoulder after he turned around. The fact that he had the ability to 
stretch back, grab it while keeping one foot down, had possession, still had the foot down, and then tapped the other foot as he pirouetted out of bounds. Oh, you can ask my wife. I literally was just like, oh, my God. That was, that, that was beautiful. That that should be a fat head. I, I should expect to see that expedited shipping and be on that back <laughs> wall for our next Zoom call. Mm, you never know. You're like, yeah, I don't know. And you're like, uh, babe, what's this? Uh, what's this charge here for $250? Shut up. <laughs> shut, shut up. Don't ask questions. Okay. <laughs> a man has needs. Yeah. And, you know, we had uh, Deontay Wilder versus Fury three. I mean, it was just all over the place. Baseball was going nuts. You know, it was a crazy weekend. this is a crazy weekend for sports. If you're a sports fan, you know, Welcome everything was going. Yeah. I feel like October. Listen, we can just two, 20 second debate here. October is the best sports month of the year. No question. Because no you have question. hockey kicking off. You have NBA that's ramping up. You have NFL, you're in the you're in the throes of the NCAA season. You typically always have one or two big fights. You have the postseason in baseball. Like, like genuinely, this is an amazing time. You have the WM, yeah, I'm gonna go there. You have the WNBA finals going on. I'm like, if you're hey, a sports hey, fan, that's worth that's worth watching. Yeah, if you're a sports fan, like October is the month to be. No, I, I completely 100% agree. Or, or you know, like during COVID, we had had that month where it was like everything was going. Oh, my God. When everything was coming back and you're just like, what? We're getting football amazing. on a Wednesday? Which, by <laughs> oh the way, God. with October, college football's on Tuesdays now. And action, baby. Action coming back is going to be great. Oh, it's hot. Give me some action. And speaking of some other crazy stuff, we had a couple of trades go down this weekend, too. <clears throat> we did. All right. Let me let me get up there. All right. No. I mean, I'm here. So right, you, you it was in Stranger Danger. Uh, we had Austin and Bing do a trade of AJ Green for Emmanuel Sanders. Whatever. It is what it is. I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders, but at the same time, AJ Green's been well enough that if you wanted him for a flex fill-in, go for it. Then I think the next one, which to me, I definitely raised an eyebrow because my wife had my phone at the moment. She said, a trade's been completed. I was like, where? She opened it, read it off, and <laughs> I was like, excuse me? So you had Bruce acquiring the concussed Daniel Jones, uh, T. Higgins, who likes to drop the ball, Kyle Pitts, breakout, solid, mm-hmm. in a first round for Lamar Jackson and Calvin really, which went to Dylan. On the surface, I had, my reaction was, that's gross. Why do you do that? But at the same time, I mean, I guess he's acquiring Kyle Pitts and a first, and he's ditching the ever-falling in value Lamar Jackson. <laughs> 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 But now his starting quarterback is going to his starting QBs are Trey Lance, Davis Mills, or or Daniel Jones. But he has Deshaun Watson on the bench. I mean, it could be worse, but I think obviously when he even sent a message, it was like all teams competing for this year. Gronk is up, and then Brandon Cooks and Tyler Lockett. So he's obviously taking the long-term approach, which is kind of confusing because he's three and one. So I mean, yeah, that, that just kind of confused me a little bit because I look at them like currently you're the number three team in the league. So you're now punting and playing for next year. I wonder if he thought we were trading in our money league. Cause I, I feel I, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or, or, or laugh it off, but I'm really, am curious about that. Nah, I, he knows what he's doing. I think it's because he, he, he may see, be three and three D well, chess because and we're all just playing checkers. Well, it's because this week Gronk was out. Calvin Ridley was out. He had, you know, Deshaun Watson's obviously out. Trey Lance is now questionable because he had a knee injury. And then just he has a team that's very boom bust, like 
Damian Harris, eh. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, eh. and he got Dawson hurt too. Knox, though. Dawson, Dawson Knox. That's a couple first-rounders right there. He's loading up on tight ends. But I don't know. I would have rather had Daniel Jones, T. Higgins, Kyle Pitts in the first round. So, like, I guess on the nutshell, it's it's fine. But, I mean, I haven't looked at Dylan's roster, but he's – where is he at? There he is. So now he's going to have Dak and Lamar in a one-quarterback league. I don't know why. He's going to have CeeDee Lamb, Calvin Ridley on the average week, and that's pretty much his starting lineup outside of that. I mean, upgraded Mm -hmm. for him, but he also has TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts. I get the thought process because you're probably, you know, a little bit of it is I'm going to trade for this guy so I can trade him away and get more. But what happens if Kyle Pitts tears an ACL this week? He's got Dawson Knox. No, the other guy, Dylan. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's like, a good question. So if – and you have Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, but you can only start one. So, yeah, it's great to have this option on the bench, but it's also value that's sitting on the bench. And, like, yeah. for instance, if I'm approaching him with a trade for one of those guys, I'm not going to offer the value he's probably wanting because I know he has to choose every week which one to play. Yeah. So it's not like I'm playing against both of them. And if he wants to start, you know, TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts in the, you know, in the flex, I'm like, whatever. That's bodes well for my outcome, most likely. So, I mean, whatever. To each their own. It's dynasty. It's beautiful. You can t- kind of do whatever you want and make it work. Hey, but the Steelers won this week. So I think C. Bruce is feeling good, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he, he, <laughs> yep. They finally won. They pulled one out of the butts. <laughs> Alrighty, also, so, they lost Juju Smith-Schuster for the rest of the year, but that's beside the point. Actually, that's ooh, a perfect segue. Great, great segue. Professional, planned it. You're welcome. That, that's that's a plus two for you on that play, sir. Nailed it. <laughs> so, yeah, the injury bug. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Jacob, do you think – I mean, do you think that's the last we'll see Juju in a Steelers jersey? Probably. Yeah. Just because why? I mean, they're going to have Claypool and Deontay under contract for the next – I think two or three years, Juju's going to want too much money, and now Juju's going to end up in a different jersey. Where do you where do you think he ends up at? I mean, I know it's too too early to tell, but this to me, my Las thought, Vegas. My first thought actually jumps towards the Chargers because really? I know they have a lot of cap space. I know this is Mike Williams' last year on his on his deal, and so I mean, if they're not going to pay him copious amounts of money, because if he keeps producing. You know, like he is. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's going to demand wide receiver one money and they're going to have to decide whether to pay him or not. I'm trying to pull up sport track right now so I can look at it real quick. Um, Salary cap chargers. So do do. So Keenan Allen has, this is, I think his last year on his contract, Mike Williams, it's his last year on his contract. They drafted Josh Palmer as a rookie, Jalen Guyton's a guy who they has still have one year on his rookie contract. KJ Hill's also a guy. So right now on the roster, they have those five receivers and that's it. So in the off season, they're going to have to make a decision who they sign Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. I don't think it's both unless one of them takes a hometown deal. And so, I I mean, I just kind of feel like it's, it's one of those deals of one of those guys won't be there. So I think Juju would be a nice, perfect fit in. And it's not because I have, Justin Herbert on my dynasty roster, but <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, not in the slightest. Right. Um, and then moving into, of course, the, the Cowboys giants game, 
like the, the Giants. Cowboys giant. Oh my God. Like the they, just need a stre- they need a stretcher just at all times ready. And and of all the weekends, it was the anniversary of Dak, you know, of the ankle, and he was uh, having anxiety throughout the entire game. And I, I can't imagine that. Like, <laughs> you know, you're playing on the day against the team that ended your season last year and potentially mm-hmm. the one you thought of, you know, is this the last that I get to play? You know, you get over the fact of the nerves of that, you get the team going, and then all of a sudden the injury bug gets going, and then the cart comes out that got you last year, and it's just <laughs> – Yeah, by the way, I was – I was wrong. Uh, Keenan Allen, actually, yeah, Keenan Allen still has three years left because I forgot he re-signed like last year. But Mike Williams, his contract is expiring. But anyways, yes, that game was a stretcher. Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay, say I feel bad for Saquon. Like his injury wasn't like he was running the ball, made a cut, and rolled his ankle. It was the play was over because Daniel Jones missed a pass. He, him and this other guy were just slowing down, and he just happened to roll an ankle on the dude's foot. Yeah. And my Barkley trade is looking better and better by the week. Amari just well, had a quiet three catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. That's all I need. I just need him. He to... also hobbled off at one point. <laughs> yeah, but he, he he's always, I mean, he was questionable this week anyways. Um, yeah, that's true. He, he's got to keep playing because CD on the other end is playing lights out. And so uh, Amari knows that he's got to, he's got to keep it going. Yep. I mean, in other, other places, <clears throat> Justin Fields also, hurt his knee at some point in time during the game, but they said he should be fine. Dallas Goddard uh, was he, I think he got injured at one point. Um, I don't know, but anyways, it was just, it, it felt like it was just crazy. Cause it felt like every time I looked up, I was like, Oh look, another person's died. <laughs> another person's on the ground. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was a crazy game and uh, we'll get into more of that as we get into our recap. Um, so, yeah, uh, the last topic I wanted to talk about uh, was about Dawson Knox. Oh, my I mean, God. How that game was blowing up, uh, which, by the way, I mean, you know, great for him. But I, as a fantasy owner of Josh Allen, great. <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Come Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to freak out, man. Like, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, the fact that Josh Allen's, I think, made a next step as a quarterback and doesn't hyper-target onto one person is great for the team, terrible for your fantasy squad. But we can we can talk more about the thoughts with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and them later. So uh so Taylor, how'd your uh, how'd your sleepers do this week? Were, were they better? Were they better? It it was it was marginally better, but you, your <laughs> your picks kind of blew me out of the water as per usual. So listen, I'm riding a hot streak right now, okay? You you really are if if you're a betting man. <laughs> if you're a betting man, listen, next week. Maybe we'll find out. I was okay. First off, random humble brag. At one point in time, I was about to, I was in the lead for the million dollar on the uh, FanDuel side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I was rolling hot, rolling high. And then it was Mike Williams and not Keenan Allen that went uh, berserko. Yeah. And then, like, because even Dalton Schultz, I had him in my lineup. He caught it. He, he was great. But it wasn't. Wasn't Keenan Allen? Your boy was that close. Are you are you like one of those guys that's like at the racetrack and you're acting like you're riding a riding a horse and like? <laughs> well, I'm sitting here. Have I you seen that meme? Yes. Videos? Are, are because, we that with like Keenan Allen? Come on! I'm the guy at the White Sox game with the cane, just <laughs> twisting it, doing some voodoo magic or something. Oh my gosh! But no, I was I was riding hot after the first set of for one o'clock games rolled through i was like taylor babe 
my wife, listen. Yeah, six is hey, let's let's clarify. Not you. I was like, we're rooting for these. It was Austin Eckler, it was Keenan Allen, and Dalton Schultz. I had, I think it was Burrow, Madison, Jamar Chase, the Vikings defense. Um, who else? That's, that's not a, that's not a bad. That's the bulk of it. And so I'm sitting yeah. there, I'm like, I'm in the money, and this is a freaking three o'clock game starting. I just need <laughs> like then I saw Austin Eckler was going crazy. I was like, okay, okay, let's do this. Then Keenan Allen just didn't so, do Mike Williams things. So before that, we're what what percentage of your mind was going, you know what? I may be able to do this full time now. I may have the means to do this. If I hit the million dollars, I'm like, babe, I'm taking the rest of the year off. Don't worry. Bills I'm are on jet me. skis. I'll, I'll cover the house. Don't worry with the stipend they give me monthly from my million dollars. There you go. <laughs> but anyways, sleepers, sleepers. All right. So let's get into the sleepers here. So, um, at QB, I had Mac Jones. He finished uh, 22nd, so not bad. They were in a bit of a dogfight with the Texans, and uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, running backs, of course, I finally start Cordell Patterson. He did okay. He, he was 20. He had 14 he points. He just didn't have three touchdowns. Yeah, he just didn't have three touchdowns. Uh, Zach Moss, <laughs> you know, continues to have, you know, double-digit uh, fantasy points each week. So if you're just needing 10 to 12 points, Zach Moss is becoming very consistent. He's a startable guy. <clears throat> He was uh, 27. This is where it gets kind of gross. Um, <laughs> a wide receiver, Jamison Crowder, uh, 52. Yeah, uh, enough said. Uh, tied in, I had Max Williams. He got injured, though. We think he <laughs> had know. a nasty knee injury. So also, what? side note, look for whoever the Cardinals either trade for or sign because that position was getting used. Uh, A.J. Green to tight end, maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe gives more targets to DeAndre freaking Hopkins. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> they all went to Christian Kirk this weekend. <laughs> and, and that game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Every time I looked at the score, I was like, it's still seven to three. I was like, why are the Cardinals only up by they're They're undefeated. They just beat the Rams. And, and I mean, they are still undefeated. And uh, speaking of crazy games, uh, my defense, you know, <laughs> we, we talked about it being terrible, but the Titans came through. They were seven. So I've, I they feel good up. about that pick. That was they that was my up. best pick was picking defense. Go figure. Uh, but of course, you, sir, picked even better. I'll, I'll, I'll let you gloat. Listen, I had a hot week. All right. I'm, I'm riding a heater. So next week, if I get it right, we're, we're on NBA jam rules. OK, I'm on fire. You just do whatever I say. Oh, yeah. but no, my quarterback was I chose Trevor Lawrence. He finished number eight. He was looking spicy, except he wasn't throwing to Marvin Jones, which made my heart sad. Damian Harris was my running back. My defense, he got injured and was in and out of the game, but still he sucked. He should have had two touchdowns instead of one touchdown and a fumble. Then the real the real heater is the wide receivers. All right. Mike Williams, the number one overall wide receiver on the week. And then even my deeper dive pick of Kadarius Tony was number six. And he probably could have been higher if he didn't try to deck the safety for the Cowboys. So everyone who's listening to the podcast, when you tell your friends, yeah, you know, I heard about this pick or whatever. J- Jacob's, you know, he's, he's Mr. Terrific. I'm, I'm just the host now. <laughs> no, listen, it, listen. It's going to be come the Jacob Dupree show uh, hosted by Taylor Reeves. That, that's yeah. how this is going to end up coming. <laughs> my God, no, stop. <laughs> My tight end wasn't so great. It was Tyler Conklin. He definitely uh, <clears throat> laid an egg for you, boy. But then the cocked defense, that one, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I kind of cocked that one. But then going back to the number one spot, I chose the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And I told you last yeah. week in our preview, if they got pressure, they're going to win. They got pressure. They won. 
Yep, yep. It it and that game was really good too. It was a very good game. But yeah, we will get into the matchups. And oh yeah, your uh, goldmine game of the week. Oh yeah, the baby. Jets versus Atlanta. You know, I wake up Sunday morning. You know, and, and basking in the glory of the previous day, completely exhausted, from <laughs> losing my voice. And what any person does to soothe the, soothe the voice, I get something that drives me out even more so. I had a nice cup of pumpkin spice coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, my God. With my uh, pumpkin spice uh, Bevita cookies. Yes, oh I am that God. person right now. We have You're a white fluff. girl. I, I really am. I, Do you I wear am. tan Uggs with the fluff? Not yet, but oh there God. was a sell at Bed Bath & Beyond. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to be comfortable on the weekends, okay? So, uh, Sunday, <laughs> fun day, you know, I, I wake up and I, I'm just kind of chilling with the cat sitting, you know, Kind of, kind of waking up, and then I, I look at, uh, you know, the sleeper app before, you know, church, and oh, lo and behold, there's football. There, there's a football game on literally right now, and so I pop it on, and uh, sure enough, uh, they gave us a show, and, and yeah. good for good for London because uh, the the way that the Jaguars are playing, uh, they, <laughs> they may end up in London next year, and Urban Meyer may not be making the trip. He may be making that trip down to Baton Rouge. Might be going back to the bar. <clears throat> Oh, okay, <laughs> but but I, I I'm gonna count this game as a win because pretty much the people who you would typically start like Matt Ryan, Mike Davis, um, Cordell Patterson, you know even Corey Davis and Jameson Crowder to an extent and Kyle Pitts like if you started them they didn't ruin your team right like yeah like Corey Davis Jameson Crowder they didn't do too great but they got you points they didn't get you zero. I will count it as a loss if the public so commands, but I mean, also Kyle Pitts went up for 22. Cordell Patterson went up for, you know, 15 points. Mike Davis had 11. Matt Ryan went off for 21. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of, I'll, like I'll take a half, half credit. Okay. I'll, I'll do that for the people. Hey, those London games are usually garbage. And lately we've been hitting on all the, the premier games, so to speak Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and and now with the, the London game. So hopefully, you know, we can, you know, with our Thursday podcast, you know, look forward to another London matchup. Ooh, before we go to break, uh, guess who's up on in tonight's game? It's Indianapolis, seven to nothing. Of course they are. And it's just under 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Carson Wentz had a 76-yard touchdown pass to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> um what so it sounds yeah so it sounds like it was a screen that went yard <laughs> gosh no he 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 caught a wheel route yeah he pulled an austin eckler he's like no 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 go to the flat Car- uh, carson pulled a vince vaughn hot okay. route hot route hot route. what does that mean Jonathan, what are you saying please, can you can you just go to the other side like <laughs> thank you <laughs> great movie wedding crashers highly recommend it don't watch it around your parents we're all adults here. Uh, it still feels weird, though. You're right. Um, and with that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Perfect segue. Hot route! Hot route! <laughs> Just so you know, I'm taking you down in the ESPN League. Forgot to mention that. I hope it happens. Oh, my gosh. Can I have one moment of peace? <laughs> no, listen, I'm trying to go 5-0 and with my fantasy teams this week, Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, and I'm like, I think two and two, and I can't beat Austin because I, I sat Tom Brady. Yes, you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. I sat Tom Brady because I went for Matthew Stafford, and, of course, Tom took revenge on me and decided to <laughs> score 37. I just need the Colts to uh, not commit turnovers to your Ravens defense for the ESPN League. 
All righty, here we go. All Three, right. two, I'm ready. One. My body's ready. All right, let's go, Jacob. And you're on. All right, so the first game we're starting <laughs> off with the Rams traveling. No, yeah, they went to Seattle, right? Yeah, yep. it was a play game. Where they played the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams walked out of there 26-17. It was a happy birthday present for me because Daryl Henderson did Daryl Henderson things. 18 touches for 99 yards and a touchdown. Sweet, merciful Shundala signed me up. <clears throat> also, Sony Michelle's touchdown pissed me off because Daryl Henderson had a 28-yard gain or something. Went off to take a breather and literally the Seattle defense forgot to play rush defense for a second. Made me really sad. Robert Woods decided to show back up. 12 catches on 14 targets for a buck 50. You're right. It was his turn this week. Cooper Cup was still respectable. Seven for 10 for 92. Tyler Higby got lucky with a touchdown catch. Because other than that, I mean, it's two for 14. You wanted to cry. I mean, that's that's been <clears throat> Tyler Higby, though. Yeah, that's true. Then an injury we forgot to mention at the top is Russell Wilson. Yeah. Tendon dislocated, tendon got severed, and then also I think broke his finger. So he's going to be out for, I think they said the next like six to 10 weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. But before that, I mean, DK Metcalf, five for 98 and two, solid. Tyler Lockett does Tyler Lockett things. He goes insane for two games and then he disappears for four. But Geno Smith stepped in and I think he performed admirably enough. But I still think you downgrade all the offensive weapons for the Seahawks until Russell comes back or Gino proves us wrong, which either one's fine. He played solid. I think he's going to be an interesting pickup for this week, not only for redrafts, but for dynasty leagues. Yeah. I mean, just for the, if you're trying to float by, especially in like two quarterbacks, two quarterback or super flex leagues, Gino Smith needs to be a guy that you look at because their next game, I mean, it's against Pittsburgh. Their secondary hasn't been scary. New Orleans, you don't want to start them then. Jacksonville, you play him, and then it's the bye and the Packers and blah, blah, blah. But I think he'd be a decent pickup. Yeah, and, you know, DK Metcalf, he he was uh, Russell and Geno's favorite target. Five catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. Once again, another great NFC West matchup right now. You can see the two, uh, you know, rising to the top with the Rams and the Cardinals. Cardinals seems to be edging out here early on, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the second half of the season. All righty. So moving into our next topic here, we have the Falcons against the jets Falcons. Wait, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Your turn. Your turn. Oh, I was going to say, so the, the Falcons had a great game. Finally, we're able to put it all together and, um, you know, uh, Matt Ryan had a had a, a classic Matt Ryan game, 33 for 45, 342, two touchdowns. He had 21 points. Mike Davis was admirable, 13 carries, 53 yards. Cordell Patterson continued to lead that team, uh, 14 carries for 54 yards, seven catches for 60 yards. And then, mm. of course, <clears throat> finally, 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 week five, <laughs> Kyle Pitts finally arrived. Hello, sir. Nine catches, 119 yards, and a touchdown. I'm sure Chris was running around his house in Doing his underwear, nuts. just going nuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of me wants to kind of put the you know the Jets effects on this game for the Falcons because they were playing oh, no question the Jets. But I mean, Matt Ryan looked good, but once again, he was also playing you know a downgraded version of Alabama's defense out there on the field. Ha ha. 
So, I mean, also, I mean, I think Kyle Pitts, you know, his breakout game going into their bye week next week, I think you have to take it with a little bit of salt because, like, remember, Calvin Ridley wasn't there. and He has averaged, I think, double-digit targets every single game. You still start Kyle Pitts every week because this could be the new normal. This could just be what he does. And then when you flip over to uh, the, run, you know, the quote-unquote running back wide receiver, Cordell Patterson, you keep playing him. He's a top 12 option until he proves to us otherwise. Like he didn't score this week, but he still gave you 114 yards with seven, you know, 114 total yards and seven receptions. That's hot. You can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. It's amazing to see what's happening and what this offense potential is. It's like finally getting the wheels rolling and just think once they bring Calvin into the mix and get him going. Well, I think, you know, this by it's by week and then they play Miami. Like, so I think that's, another great game that they can kind of step themselves into to bump that offense right back to where, you know, they're wanting it to be. Then when you take a quick look across, you know, at the giant, at the jets, you don't want to start anyone really from this team. Michael Carter's probably a desperation running back flex, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, like their desperation starts, but if you need to, you could do much worse. Other than that, you just don't touch anyone on the jets you will hurt yourself and it will not be fun for anyone involved. But I mean, you got to appreciate the fact of their fight and especially for dynasty leagues, if you have a Zach Wilson or or Michael Carter, you know, the potential of what this team can be in the next two to three years, uh, definitely something to look forward to. Oh yeah. All righty. So the next matchup we have, oh man, the, the the poor Detroit lions once again, I mean, two out of three weeks here. I mean, and Dan Campbell is crying, dude. I know it's. I feel like I feel like Dan Campbell right now in the Empire League. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> like these close calls keep happening. I just don't know what to do. Oh man, it sucks for the Lions because I mean they came in this year being the punching bags right down there with the freaking Titans. I mean we were right there with them, but yet they should very easily be what three and two right now. Yes. No, no questions about it. I, I mean, the two games, I mean, even with the 49ers, I mean, there's potential they could have been four and one. I'm being optimistic, but. No, but honestly, like they came, they were in that game. Yeah. They had, a, they had a real shot to win that game, but yet they didn't. And then they had to have an NFL record field goal that donked off the freaking crossbar and just happened to flip the right direction to catch a loss to the Ravens. Then you had another last second field goal to the freaking Vikings I'm like, dude, I feel you guys are like, literally they should be three and two. And I don't feel bad in saying that. No, I I completely agree. Real quick, fun fact. So when we were in the cotton bowl, Justin Tucker out of all the NFL players for, for Texas got the biggest pop. And even the OU fans are going, Oh yeah, that's right. He, he had like a, yeah, a really good kick this past weekend. He's freaking good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, he's the dude is legit. Um, yeah. It's just a heartbreaker for the Lions and just the city of Detroit in general. Uh, my heart yeah. goes out to that group. Hopefully they get things go- going. But I'm, I'm telling you, until they pay Calvin Johnson, it's just not going to be right. So <laughs> There's a curse of Calvin. We're going to start calling it that, the Calvin curse. I'm just saying. It, they get, they're, they're reaping what they sowed. I'll, That's I'll true. just go there. Not, not to go all biblical, but... <laughs> but then I think you look at the fantasy aspects from this game. You know, Jared Goff, he didn't have a clean game. They just... It wasn't up to him. He was... Gross for most of the game, but the last half he started storming back. DeAndre Swift kind of clutched a good game from the jaws of crap by that last second touchdown. Right. Jamal Williams is still a decent flex option. But I think the two biggest pieces of news for the Detroit Lions offense is Amon Ross St. Brown had eight targets, which led the team 
And he also had, you know, seven catches for 65 yards. I think he's finally developing into that wide receiver one for Detroit that I was crying for in the preseason. So I think it's finally, you know, becoming a realization. And then the sad news is TJ Hawkinson, where did he freaking go? Taylor, tell me I traded for him and now he's disappeared. I, I think it's game planning, honestly. It and if, if, if I'm on raw St. Brown is able to kind of keep this consistency going, I, I think, TJ is attracting a lot of attention right now because he is the most consistent X factor player that they have right now. And I remember that he even came out in an interview in an interview and that the defense, he's like, yeah, defenses are paying more attention to him. They, I mean, he has a linebacker and probably a safety over the top of him just because he's the most dangerous threat. So I really think it's up to, you know, that, that offensive coordinator to find ways and to scheme ways to get TJ Hawkinson the ball, because he's your team's best playmaker, honestly. Then we'll flip over to the Vikings side real quick. Kirk Cousins, yes, it was a down week, but he also still threw for 275 and a touchdown. You can't be mad at that. Alexander Madison, he's telling Dalvin Cook, listen, go to IR, sit for three games, let your boy carry the load. And I'm fine with that. 25 carries for 113. I had to. 25 carries for 113 yards, seven catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. I'm sitting here like, why can't they give Dalvin Cook the same workload in the passing game that they're giving Alexander Madison? Mm-hmm. And then you dip over into the wide receivers real quick. Justin Jefferson, he's back. He's good to go. But Adam Thielen, Taylor, is Adam Thielen now just a touchdown dependent you know, receiver? I mean, or is he- this just a product of the past couple games? I, I think this may be a trend in, in that direction of him becoming touchdown dependent with the way things are going right now. Um, I mean, clearly Justin Jefferson is continuing his, his um, rampage of last year. Sure. And I, I mean, that offense goes through him in the passing game. And once again, Kirk cousins doing just enough, <laughs> just enough to keep this team moving in, in the it's right direction. He's just going to, it's going to keep doing this. It's all he needs to do. He's an excellent game manager. And you know the Minnesota Vikings are going to be like seven and six, <laughs> eight and six going into December, and they're going to figure out a way to. Oh, what was that? <laughs> that was them almost making the playoffs. They're, they're they reach a be... climax, and then it's just a slow, sudden fall yep. into depression and incomplete regret. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to move into our next game here. Um, we have the Washington football team against the, uh, New Orleans saints and, uh, two weeks in a row, Antonio Gibson, I guess he finally heard what we were saying on the podcast. Uh, boy, did he get going, uh, 20 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns. And he had, uh, two catches for 12 yards, uh, clear number one running back in that backfield. You know, it was kind of split early on between him and McKissick, uh, but finally kind of getting that team going in the right direction. But man, Taylor Heineke. Two picks, he not, he 20 not, for 41. Did not look good. When your quarterback completes less than 50% of the passes, it's it's not good, unless it's <laughs> 1938. Now, I will say this going to um, back to Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. Um, J.D. McKissick played every third or fourth down except for two of them. Antonio Gibson currently is just a two-down role. So I think his upside is limited because I remember before the season, we were talking like, yeah, like he, sh- he was a wide receiver. He should be able to yeah. take that step and take the receiving game. But that, you know, Ron Rivera just doesn't want to because J.D. McKissick, I mean, in his defense is great at what he does. Because last week on uh, week five, according to football guys and the snap count, 
Antonio Gibson played 47 snaps to J.D. McKissick's 34. I mean, that's 57% to 41%. That's not like a big, you know, commanding lead that you're looking at. You're looking at more closely, like you said, to kind of like a timeshare. But you still start Antonio Gibson every week until he proves you not. And what's going on with this uh, Washington defense? I mean, we've been talking about it, but I mean – they continue just getting the doors blown off of them. And I don't know if it's because Fitzpatrick is on IR or what, but it's it, the team is not showing up. You know, Terry McLaurin had 11 targets. He was only able to catch four, probably yeah. because he was being covered by eight different people on that team yeah. when they saw that it was a clear passing down. And Taylor Heineke just, he wasn't accurate. <laughs> no, he's, he's, not. He's, he's a, he's a stopgap. He's good for a couple of games, but once they get it, he is, Ryan Fitzpatrick reincarnated from like 2008, but worse. Yeah, exactly. But worse. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, then you flip, then you flip over the Saints side of life. I mean, Jameis Winston, like, honestly, like, yeah, he had a great fantasy line. He had four through for four touchdowns and had 26 fantasy points. But yet he was 15 of 30. Like, let me repeat that. He completed 15 passes in 60 minutes of football. Okay. That means so 11 of his 15 passes that were completed did not go for touchdowns. That's an obscene like ratio of one out of every three passes he threw was a touchdown. (gasps) One out of like every three and a half. (laughs) He took a play out of uh, Camara's playbook and was hyper efficient. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of Camara, I mean, he was, he looked great. 16 carries for 71 yards, a touchdown, five catches for 51 and a touchdown. That's awesome. You keep starting. Uh, as for the wide receiver options, I know Marquez Callaway is going to look like a great pickup. Yeah, he had 22 points. One of them was on a Hail Mary that should never be caught at the end of the first half. And then another one of them was, I think, another deep route where he just got behind the defense. So <clears throat> good on him for that. But just don't start anyone from the Saints passing game other than Alvin Kamara. Because I heard this on the Fantasy Footballers, which I thought was entirely accurate, is New Orleans is the best crappy team I've seen in a long time. Yep. You don't ever like next week. Are you going to start Jameis Winston? Well, they're on bye week, so I wouldn't. But week seven, like, I don't know. Why would you? He's been great. He's been crap. Any of the passing game options? I, I, I mean, I don't know. They could go off or they could suck series something else. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting to see they're definitely i feel like them and the vikings are going to be in that playoff picture wild card picture going into december and it's going to be fun to watch (laughs) these two duke it out also uh no well sorry one more thing i heard curtis samuel re-injured that groin injury he's probably (sighs) he's probably done for the year in a redraft if you haven't dropped him already drop him do yourself a favor dynasty leagues just put him on your ir spot and move on that's that's sad to hear because I had him on a couple of rosters and uh, staying in the NFC South, we head down to Tampa Bay as the Tampa Buccaneers Bay. completely eviscerated your Dolphins. I apologize. It was no listen. They made a nice uh, egg roll out of them. Pretty much, they went to Miami. They grabbed them. They severed them up, and then they fried them up, and then they were done. But I will say this. The game was close all the way, like up to halftime. It was like a one score game. It was super close. Then the Buccaneers got off the bus. <laughs> and then it was not a close game. The dad, the dad jokes keep rolling in. This is great. 
Um, so yeah, you know, we talked about is Mile Gaskins done? Uh, boy, did he have himself a game? Five carries for 25 yards. He had 10 catch. He was 10 for 10 on his catches, 74 yards and two touchdowns. So geez, <laughs> welcome back, Mr. Miles. Um, and Tom Brady still proving he's the goat and proving I'm a dodo. Um, <laughs> he was 30 for 41, 411 yards, five Ooh. touchdowns. He had Ooh. 37 points. And the reason I'm going to lose hey. the Austin Hicks this week. Ouch. I'm sorry, mate. That sucks. <laughs> but hey, Leonard Fournette, bright star, right? Yeah. 12 no. carries for 67, a touchdown, four carries for 43. He was also in my DFS lineup. Thank you, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Gio Bernard, I mean, yeah, he scored a touchdown, but other than that, four carries for 21 yards, two catches for 14. Then the afterthought known as Ronald Jones himself, five carries for 21 yards, one catch for 15. Just redraft. You don't need Ronald Jones on your on your lineup. Dynasty, I still think he's a decent buy low. I mean, by buy low, I'm talking like low, low. Like you offer a third round pick and like a depth piece on your team for him. If you can take it. But the receiving game for the Buccaneers, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Brown, seven catches for 124 and two. Wow. Mike Evans, six catches for a buck 13 and two. Wow. Chris Godwin, seven catches for 70 yards. That's still pretty dang good. I mean, I'm just saying, you start. We've said this every week, I think. Even if you have a Buccaneers receiver who doesn't do good one week, you still start him because he yep. could do this any given freaking week. And this is without Gronk. So Yes. God. All righty. Now, moving up north. All right, see, Bruce, here you go. Here's your three minutes. All right. So, <laughs> Pittsburgh won against Denver, 27 to 19, Pittsburgh. Uh, Najee Harris. Had himself a game for sure. 23 carries, 122 yards, one touchdown. He had two of five catches for 20 yards. So he finally got the running game going. And I don't know what that says about the uh, the Broncos defense, but my goodness, Najee, uh, Najee had himself a game. And then on the receiving end, Claypool and Johnson got going. Claypool was five for 130 yards and a touchdown, 21 points. Finally got himself going. And then Deontay Johnson, once again, um, he's living he on the edge there with the touchdowns. He had two catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. He had 14 points. So continue to be consistent. Those two are obviously your, your top three players uh, for the Steelers. You're not starting Big Ben unless you're in a two QB league and you need that depth like QB for a bye week. Oh, yeah, something like that. I'm trying to find the time of possession. There it is. So. The reason why I think that the Broncos uh, defense was a little less time was because Pittsburgh had the ball for 33 minutes. I mean, I know that's only a difference of, you know, seven minutes, six ish minutes of like real, of game time. But if you think about it, that's a lot because each play is like 10 seconds of all the, all you have energy, you know, not even 10, it's like five seconds of all you can energy. Mm-hmm. And so that seven minutes really starts to stack onto itself. But I think for me, the biggest takeaway from this game is, with Juju Smith-Schuster being out for the rest of the year, I think it's safe to elevate Chase Claypool to like a weekly starter Oh yeah, to be okay with life. I mean, the target share is going to go Deontay, probably Claypool and Najee are going to be on even foot, and then everybody else. 
So I have a quick question for flex positions. If uh-huh. if you're if you have Marvin Jones and Chase Claypool on your team, who are you starting? Chase Claypool. Wow. No Marvin, hesitation. No, Marvin Jones has given me two weeks of heartache and heartbreak. So until I see Marvin Jones have another game like he did the first two or three weeks, he's probably not going to be in my lineups unless I absolutely have to. Like for instance, in our OG league, next week Calvin Ridley is going to be on a buy. Also help whatever personal issues he gets, gets sorted out. So he gets back on the field and does what he loves. But next week, I'm going to start Emmanuel Sanders over Marvin Jones. Even though Marvin Jones, I would argue, has a better matchup. Even though Marvin Jones should be better. Even though Marvin Jones is probably the number one for his team, he hasn't got anything. And Emmanuel Sanders has been getting touchdowns out the wazoo. Yeah, Urban Meyer is giving a speech to the team about how they're getting ready for the Michigan State Spartans this week. So <laughs> that's when Trevor stands up to coach, coach, coach. <clears throat> how much scotch did you have last night? <laughs> We're playing hey, in London last next night. Week. What about this morning? <laughs> what do you mean this morning? We left five minutes ago. Where's the, where's the bar at? Let me go back to the bar. And uh, speaking of the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater cons- continuing to be a consistent quarterback. He's kind of up and down, but he had himself a day. 24 for 38, 288, two touchdowns. He had one carry and 11 yards. And Cortland Sutton, uh, mm. he, he's back. Seven catches. He had a team high 11 targets for 120 yards and a touchdown. And even Tim Patrick had seven catches for 89 yards. You know, in the end, 12 fantasy points in half PPR leagues. You now, my question is just, if so what happens when Jerry Judy comes back? Does he take from Cortland Sutton? Does he take from Tim Patrick? Because in that first week, Jerry mm-hmm. Judy was – the bee's knees for that team. But now, I mean, Cortland Sutton and Teddy Bridgewater seem to have that connection rolling. Does that change? Does it stay the same? I mean, I I think if anyone loses it, unfortunately it'll be Tim Patrick because they'll, they'll, I feel like it's going to happen once Jarvis Landry returns for the Browns, you're going to have like this Mm -hmm. force feeding frenzy for a couple of weeks just to get them comfortable again, because they're going to be itching, you know, to get the ball. And I mean, deservedly so. I mean, Jerry Judy is is a top talent, and if you if you're going to choose between throwing it to Judy or Tim Patrick, you know I'm probably going to look Judy's way a little bit a little bit more. All righty, so we're going to move into our next matchup. So speaking of Urban Meyer, uh, he <laughs> his um, his life was on the line, or his job. Um, There's a lot on the line for him right now, yeah. on the field, off the field. Not to not to speak too much into it, but my God. <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, his team, uh, classic Bill Belichick, you know, don't be, you know, don't be the news. Don't get yourself in the news. And, I mean, he's in the news. And it's it's not going to get any better when they go to London <laughs> next uh, week. No, it is not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence had a valiant day, 23 of 33, 273, a touchdown and a pick. He had another seven carries for 28 yards and a touchdown for 22 points. And that right there, I think, is what Urban needs to scheme more of. They need to scheme more of Trevor Lawrence moving and getting him opportunities to run the ball because he's a smart dude. He's going to slide. He's not going to be Joe Burrow, try to jump over a guy and just get sandwiched and look like he croaks over on the field. But Trevor Lawrence, I think, is kind of starting to come into his own. Yes, I know it's against the terrible Tennessee defense, but still, each week he's shown us kind of a sign of improvement, a little bit of sign of life ever since, you know, his week two and three debacles. So I'm really – I think you can kind of start to buy into Trevor Lawrence as a steady quarterback two for Superflex and two quarterback leagues. And then on the Tennessee t- uh, Tennessee side, um, Derrick Henry. Uh 
once again, 29 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Derrick Henry is continuing on this tear, and I'm telling you, he is going for nope. 2K again. I, he's not going to get it. He's going to get injured, dude. So, hold on. I'm going to do some quick math here. He had 35 carries in week two, all right? 28. Don't, don't mass-splain me right 33. now. 33. 29, that's 125 carries in four games, not counting the six catches, the three catches, and the two catches. He built so, different. He built bro, different. I, he's already almost at 140 touches, and it's not even week six. He ain't going to make it. I'm telling you. He's, he's got 142 attempts, 640 yards, leading the league. Whoa. He's getting after it, I tell you. That'd be great until he hurts, gets hurt. Plus, listen to this stellar defense as he played. Seattle, lol. Indianapolis, lol. The Jets, lol. Jacksonville, lol, lol, lol. I know, I know. I mean, it'll, it'll get a little bit tougher for him after next week because, I mean, he plays Buffalo, and then after that, it's back to Kansas City, Indianapolis, and then, like, yeah. But other than Derek Henry, I think James Robinson – 18 carries for a buck 49 in a touchdown. Get Carlos Hyde off the field. He should never have five carries. Just give him all the James Robinson. For real. I don't know what Urban was doing in the first place. It's like, Urban, stop. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. we're, we're saving you from yourself. You just stop. Yeah. Passing game options for both teams. AJ Brown, I think it's kind of, it's kind of, I think it's time to call the flag for concern because. I mean, three to, three catches, six targets for 38 against the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary, who is, you know, not good. Other than that, you don't want anyone from that team because Julio's still not playing. Uh, like I said, Marvin Jones, I think his time is coming. I mean, well, excuse me, Jamal Agnew got eight targets. That ain't going to happen again. And also Dan Arnold, I think you can pick him up, see what happens. Just saying, he had six catches on eight targets for 64 yards. That's a good day. And with that, we're going to head north as the uh, potentially game of the week. Packers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Whoa, what a shootout. Um, Yeah, Jamar Chase. Hot boy. Hot, hot, hot. Told my wife, I'm like, hey, if we get another dog, can I name him Jamar? (laughs) Name a kid Jamar, but he's like wider than mayonnaise itself. Which, uh, by the way, he's uh, fifth in standard and seven in PPR. So oh, he's, Shandola. He's, thank, he's, thank you, Jesus. His uh, yards per uh, yards per catch right now is nineteen point eight. Oh yes, Lord, sign me up. So uh, Jamar is uh, hitting a clip. He's uh, he's he's uh, he's getting he's gonna get to fifteen hundred. I'm telling you. Done gave me the sweats. But uh, <laughs> other than Jamar Chase, aka my team McGee. You have Joe Burrow, who, you know, had a good game other than one boneheaded pick, but I think that was more on Tyler Boyd for running the wrong route. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers threw for 344 yards, but it felt like he threw for 244. It's kind of a quiet game for him. Um, Running backs, you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals, I think you just wait for Joe Mixon to get healthy, and then you just expect him to get 20-plus touches. I think the real interesting one here is A.J. Dillon had 12 touches for 79 yards and a touchdown, including four catches. Aaron Jones, yes, he had 14 carries for, you know, 103 with four catches for six yards. But I think the fact that A.J. Dillon is starting to get continually more involved, 
kind of bodes well for his usage. And so I think maybe going forward, he's like, you know, a decent flex option. He had 33% of the snaps last week and it's kind of stayed about there, but I think his just overall involvement bodes well for him. And then of course, uh, Devonte Adams does what Devonte Adams does having oh a uh, team high 16 targets. He caught 11 of them for 206, 206 yards and a touchdown. Good God. That, that, mm, mm. And I mean, hit the, the pitch and catch between them is is like the uh, the the pick and roll of, of a basketball team. It's like okay, there's 30 seconds left on on the play clock. You're down by three, and or, or you're tied it up. You know it's tied up. You you, you want to go down and win the game. Aaron Rodgers throws you know a 30 yard pass to, uh, to Devonte Adams and sets up Mason Crossbar. Oh wait, he kept uh, doing a lot of that. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> But he finally figured out a way to win that game for the uh, Packers, and the Packers are now four and one, and the Cincinnati Bengals staying in there three and two as of right now. I mean, they arguably they should have won the game. I mean, three different times whenever they missed three field goals, but they should have won that game. Yeah, no, uh, they are a scrappy team, and they're definitely going to be a hard out as the season continues. Mm-hmm. All righty, so moving into another tightly uh, tightly contested game, the uh, Idols playing uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yes, I refuse to call them the Eagles. They are you just did, though. The Idols. Yeah, but I was referencing it, so it doesn't count. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Jalen Hurts, um, I think you said it poetically. It's like you blink, and all of a sudden he's got 24 points. I mean, oh, geez. Um, 22 of 37, 198 yards. He had a two-point conversion, nine carries for 30 yards and two touchdowns. See, Jalen is continuing to lead that team. It's that's ridiculous. the thing that's stupid is he had 198 passing yards, <laughs> but because he ran for two effing touchdowns, he scores 23 points because that's 12 of those 23 points. He has 11 points outside of two rushing touchdowns. That's including the three points he got for rushing yards. It's, it's just, I, n- nope, I don't like it. I want to fix the running, running quarterback scoring in fantasy, but I can't. It's broken. It's dumb. It's bleh. And and the other thing is the other telling part is how much of the rushing he got. I mean, outside of his nine carries, there was only thirteen amongst the running backs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a very telling uh, story. But also, Devontae Smith is proving to be the number one yep. wide receiver. No questions about it. He had uh, eight targets. He caught seven of them for seventy-seven yards. He had a two-point conversion, um, and he's looking to be a solid flex option. He's Maybe a very, wide receiver too. Back in wide receiver two, I see him more as a high end flex. Like you're going to want to start him most weeks, but it's one of those things of, I mean, I don't think he's going to have, I don't think he has a touchdown upside to be a wide receiver too. And uh, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, hey, there you go. Go pokes. Um, yeah. Oh, he said it. He said it. Everyone documented. He said, I, I, go did, pokes. I did say it at 8 PM. Um, hey, I give credit where credit's due. He uh, had 24 carries, 101 yards, and he had five of six catches for 33 yards. He was definitely the offense. Sam Darnold had an awful game. One of 37, earned 77 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. So the first hiccup for Sam Darnold. So he will definitely look to get back on, on schedule for next week. And, and the same thing. I mean, DJ Moore hurt, Rodney Anderson hurt, and uh, Marshall hurt i mean it was just abysmal um so i mean like i said hubbard was the offense for the for the, mm-hmm. uh, the panthers 
But yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's it from that game. And if you and go to the New, New England-Houston game, that takes like three seconds. I mean, Davis Mills had had himself a game. Oh, yeah, give him credit there. Uh, he, he kept his team in, in the game. It was a lot closer than it needed to be. And uh, Mac Jones just quietly, once again, 23 of 30, 100, or 231 yards, touchdown and a pick. Uh, it seems like he's going to be very consistently 12 to 15 points a game. So yep. if you're just needing a buy quarterback to put in there, there you go. Yep. I think about the only player that's worthwhile mentioning is probably Hunter Henry. I mean, he had six catches for 75 yards and a touchdown for the Patriots. I want to see it again before I want to trust him as a starter in my lineup. But at the same time, I mean, if you're desperate, I can, I can see it. And moving out to LA. Ooh. Browns versus Chargers. Uh, This game was nuts. Uh, When I saw the highlights for this, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Justin Herbert had himself a day. 26 of 43, 398, four touchdowns. He had a two-point conversion. Then he had another four carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Justin Herbert is the cream of the crop and proving to be... He may be in that MVP conversation. He is uh, Josh Allen of last year. Um, you know, when he was really, uh-oh, hold up, hold the phone. Breaking freaking news. John Gruden just informed the staff that he plans to resign as the Raiders coach. That is in response to recent allegations that he used some sort of racial comments talking about Demore Smith in a 2011 email. I have personal thoughts about that. I won't, but he shouldn't have said it, but holy crap. He's about to resign as coach because of that. Well, I mean, it explains uh, how they played against the Bears, and it's just a distraction. Wow, that that was that's crazy. That's actually kind of crazy. So, do you go after another like Raider great to become the head coach, or no? Nope, what, what, th- what do you do now? I think you just elevate whichever person's already on staff that you think can do it. So, bring Jack Del Rio back is what you're saying? No. <laughs> But man, that that that's crazy. Obviously, like I have my thoughts with it. Of, I mean, he talked the people that he was in Monday Night Football with for you know multiple years said they never caught anything. They never had any thought that he was genuine, great guy to them. Obviously, I mean stuff like that. We can't speculate because who knows the heart of a man. And so, what whatever, what it, it is, what it is. But that's that's the news. He plans to resign as Raiders coach. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, back to the AFC West. Ooh, happier um, news. Yeah, the Chargers had themselves a day. I mean, the Browns did too. They fought valiantly. They should not have lost that game. But oh, the no. uh, Chargers took it away from them. Herbert, Eckler, oh, Mike, Williams Mike Williams all had themselves a day. It, it was insane. Um, I'm really upset at Baker. Uh, he played well. But once again, he's having those late game flubs. Performance issues. Yes. As, yes. as some people would call it. Yes. Um, he's just not getting the job done. And uh, if, I mean, I get it. The Browns are winning and you want your quarterback to be a leader and he's changing the culture of that team. I completely understand that. I'm completely hundred percent behind him, but he's got to stop doing this. He's got to quit being the reasoning that they're losing the game. I, agree. I, mean, I mean, as simple as that. I mean, Nick Chubb, 21 carries, 161 yards, a touchdown. Whew. Kareem Hunt, 12 carries, 61 yards, two touchdowns, five, five catches for 28 yards. I mean, they had 46 points between the two of them in fantasy points. I mean, Baker had himself a game, but once again, in, in the weighing minutes, 
he does what he does best. And it's just frustrating because as someone that's been following him since he was at Texas tech, it's, it's just infuriating. I, I, I mean, you saw me that the, when we went to the game, I was wearing a Baker, you know, OU old school sure. Jersey. So I, I'm one of his number one fans, but golly, man, like you're killing me. And yeah. I, like we said, this could be a divisional round playoff matchup and that's not how you want to, I mean, this is a, a good test, but you know, the fact that you didn't win, you're probably gonna end up having to go to LA after winning a wild card game. Yep. Justin Herbert's playing like crazy. It's just, ah, it's, it's one of those games that as a Cleveland Browns fan, you left feeling more sad, not because you lost, but just because the implications that it carries going into playoff pictures and playoff hunts. And even in the playoffs, like that's a mental edge that the chargers will just have over them. But, I mean, here, here's a real fast question for you. I mean, Keenan Allen's six catches for nine targets on 75 yards. I mean, he's had kind of a disappointing season so far. Yet, at the same time, he has, I believe, it's like 57 targets, something like that, yeah. through 57, 60 targets through five games. So, I mean, like, what do you do with him? I think you keep starting him. Um, because Sorry, he has, later... 30, he has 32 targets. So I apologize. I did bad math. I, I mean, sooner or later, it, it it's – it's going to start coming uh, because people are going to start putting a safety and, and coverage over on Mike Williams. It's going to still, I still did bad math. He has 50 targets. Anyways, either, either way he is, he is the number one wide receiver in that offense. I understand uh, Mike Williams has been going off, but sooner or later, the defenses are going to catch it, catch up to the concepts of what's going on. And Justin Herbert's a good enough quarterback to know, you know what? I got to go to back to old rival. Same thing with the Cardinals. What we'll be talking about with DeAndre Hopkins sooner or later, they're going to have to go back to the bread and butter. Better. I, I mean, I hope so. Sooner rather than later. I hope so. And that's a professional segue on um, real quick. David Njoku flash in the pan. He's not going to have 140 no, yards. In a- absolutely not. I was, Anyways. About that. it should have went to OBJ, but beside the point, anyways, drop OBJ. <laughs> San Francisco versus Arizona. Arizona won 17 to 10. Um, it wasn't a real pretty offensive game. I mean, Trey Lance looked like a rookie. Looks like he needs to still sit behind uh, Garoppolo. Kyler Murray, I mean, he just had a gross game. You, he still said it and forget it. Like, no one in this game had a truly great game of note. Like, DeAndre Hopkins had six catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. But even that, it was like, four catches for, I think it was like 40 yards coming into the late fourth quarter. Trust me. I know I was watching it intently. So, I mean, I think I put him on the trade block in the OG league just to see what I can get for him. But at the same time, like I'm not just going to dish him out because I understand he still is an elite talent. Just if someone comes and gives me a good enough deal, I'll ditch him out. And once again, Brandon Ayuk is disappointing once again. So it's Dante Pettis 2.0. It really is. And moving into our next game, and now we found out why the Raiders are playing terrible. The The Bears won 20-9. to nine. Uh, Derek Carr played pitiful. 22 of 35, 206 yards and a pick. It, it was awful. Josh Jacobs got himself going after being back from injury. Um, Kenny and Drake didn't really do well. Um, Hunter Renfro, though. Him and Ruggs are continuing to prove that they can Man, be. Don't you wish you took Ruggs for Gus Edwards now? <laughs> I'm just saying, my guy's still playing. Oh, it's fantasy. And once again, uh, Allen Robinson. I, I I mean, he's another disappointment. I don't know what's going on there. They don't. 
makes no sense. I understand that they're winning. It's, you know, they're playing defense. It's it's the Bears, but I, I on, don't man. I don't know what to do as a dynasty manager. You just hold him. I don't think you trade him because you're not going to get good value unless no. you just think he's done. But I mean, his contract is up after this year. I've been floating low offers for him in the OG league and in the Stranger Danger league. It's just kind of one of those things of like. I'm not going to give up more than a depth piece because he's performing less than that depth piece. Then wow, words. The, the depth, he's performing worse than that depth piece is. Who made it through? But it's you just you just hold him like okay, like who, who do you want on your team the rest of the year? Allen Robinson or Hunter Renfro? I mean, Allen Robinson. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I'll see what happens. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Hunter Renfro, you can start every week and know you're going to get a non-zero. Meanwhile, Alan Robinson has yet to break double digits. I know. And that is including a game where he caught a touchdown, which is an automatic six points. I know. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. And, you cry. and moving into the game, I'm sure everyone was watching the Giants and Cowboys. Cowboys won 44 to 20. Um, Zeke, welcome back, buddy. Uh, 21 carries, 110 yards, a touchdown. He's definitely having a renaissance, so hats off to you, Casey. He's Number three running back right now. He's coming alive. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a great game, four catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. As we talked about this before. Yeah. I'm still downgrading them. I really am. It was an off. I mean, the Giants just kept having bodies leave the field left and right. I mean, true, but just like look at it. They had they had a combined twelve targets. Yeah, that's not gonna get the wide receiver one numbers that everybody was already giving Ceedee Lamb and Mari Cooper. Saying that Prescott's gonna throw for six thousand yards. And I remember that some attractive guy on this podcast said that's bullcrap. I don't know who it was, <laughs> but he looks a lot like me. I, I think the shoulder injury is know, more man. of a factor than people are talking about. I don't know. I just think it's the fact that they can run the ball. I mean, heck, I mean, even Tony Pollard, like he had 75 yards on the ground by himself. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, lo- I love the fact that Kellen Moore is calling the plays and not Mike McCarthy. If Mike McCarthy was calling the plays, there'd be a lot of like jets that I think, drag yeah, I think this is the new Cowboys offense. I think it's ground, <laughs> you know, ground and pound. So it's run the Cowboys new- offense from the yep. I so I genuinely think you downgrade C Lamb and Amari Cooper. But yet Dalton Schultz is still a hot topic, baby, because he had more targets than both of them. Yep. And Cowboys top of that. Uh, NFC East right now at four and one and uh, looking sweet as we move deeper into October. And speaking of another four and one team. Hold on now. Canarius Tony. I got to get oh, my prop. In. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Get it in. Listen, he had 10 catches for 189 yards. He should have had over 200 yards, but he threw a punch at the safety. Yes, he was provoked, <laughs> but still I'm like, bro, keep your head on straight. So if he doesn't get suspended next week, even with Mike Glennon, I think he's going to be a solid flex option. I'm probably going to put him back into DFS lineups just because, I mean, my God, who, who who's left there to catch a pass? It's already came out that Kenny Galladay is going to miss in the next game. So, I mean. Evan Ingram completed. He caught all four of his targets. Didn't drop one. Proud of you, Evan. <laughs> oh, then now we can roll into okay. the storm delayed Sunday night game. Yeah. Going from one four and one to another four and one. Uh, the Buffalo Bills 
went into Kansas City and uh, gave the Chiefs an L, winning 38 to 20. Josh Allen having himself a day, 15 yes. to 26, 315 yards and three touchdowns. He looked at just that slapped around to Dawson Knox, that touchdown um, where he lost Sherman, the safety. And I'm just like, <laughs> just like, hey, Rolling right, to cool. the right, you know, the ball is wet because it was raining. He literally just like, oh, hey, Dawson, flick of the wrist, touchdown. And everyone's Touch- just looking at it. And, and you see Tyron Matthew in the background going like, what are you doing? <laughs> Fun fact for you, he was also the team's leading rusher with 59 yards. Oh, so, I mean, Josh he, Allen, he's, keep it up, buddy. He's definitely back to his MVP, you know, MVP-like season from last year. Uh, you still start Zach Moss. I mean, he didn't have a high rushing total game, but yet he still had three catches for 55 yards. That's a hot topic. You know, Stefan Diggs, I think you should be concerned now because yeah, he's the wide receiver, 26 in standard, 24 in PPR. <sighs> Quarterback. Uh-oh. Oh, there I am. I, Hi, I lost back. I lost you at, sorry about that, folks. Uh, you were talking about <laughs> Stefan Diggs being the, the what, 20th wide receiver? He's the 26th wide receiver in standard, 24 in PPR. Like, he's still getting targets. Like, this was his lowest game of the year. We had five targets. But other than that, he's had double-digit targets in every week except for one. So I think your buy-low window is here for him. But at the same time, I don't know how much I'm willing to give for him because Josh Allen's development as a quarterback – has 100% led into the downfall of Stefan Diggs, like hyper targeted, <laughs> yeah. hyper efficient games. Cause I mean, like, which is kind of a bummer, but I mean, oh, yeah. Y- you feel good for Dawson Knox. I mean, speaking of which, oh, as far as football Knox. player names, come on. That's more American. Like, how you can't get more American than that. Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. Dak Prescott. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so Tyreek Hill, uh, he had a team high 13 targets. He only completed seven catches for 63 yards. I don't know if they figured out this Chiefs offense, but I'm really concerned about Tyreek Hill. Good news is, um, you know, Travis Kelsey was able to get going once again, having a solid game. Six of 10 receptions, 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'm also really kind of concerned about Patrick Mahomes. Still played valiantly, was 33 of 54, 272, two touchdowns, but he did throw two interceptions. So, Jacob, my question to you is, what's going on with this Chiefs offense? I mean, are people figuring it out or, you know, what's going on? I I genuinely am not real sure. I think it's just time for Andy Reid to mix it up and to do something completely different. Um, Pat Mahomes hasn't looked himself. I mean, he threw 54 passes and still had a pedestrian game. I understand that the weather played a part into it, but at the same time, like, and I will give Josh Allen, you know, say it was a little bit of an outlier, just like I did with Jameis Winston. He only completed 15 passes and had 315 yards. Like that's an absurd amount of, you know, yards per completion. And so I I will give, you know, him a little bit of crap there, but at the same time when Pat Mahomes, like he was missing receivers, there was several times when, I remember seeing like he overshot a wide open Travis Kelsey running a flag route towards the sideline. He just, he missed Tyree kill coming across the middle. He missed Byron Pringle, you know, for a deep shot once. So, I mean, I I just think it's one of those things of next week, you are going to see them kind of get back to their roots. I think they're going to go back to 
blowing the ball straight to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, um, especially since Clyde Edwards-Alaire sprained his MCL and he's going to be out for a hot minute. Um, so, I mean, Damian Willard, not Damian, he's now in Chicago. Daryl Williams, he's going to be kind of a name to look at to pick up. Also, quick side note, um, Devonta Booker for the Giants. If he's on your waiver wire, you pick him up. That's dynasty. That's redraft. That's whatever, just because it looks like he's going to get at least three to four starts. So, but anyways, I don't know, man. Kansas City just hasn't, hasn't looked themselves, and it better change pretty quick because now the Cardinals have a game up on them. Or the Cardinals. Good God. Chargers. Chargers have a game up on them. The Raiders are a hit or miss, and we don't know what their future looks like right now. And the Broncos, they, blew, they blew up that battleship real quick. Yeah. <laughs> the Broncos, I mean, there's there's they're a spicy they're little around. team. They're hanging so, around. I mean, they better step up, or they just might disappoint a lot of people who had them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we bring this podcast oh, to a close. The We've marathon. Made We've made it. Um, hopefully, my voice will be back to normal for the Thursday's episode. So, fingers crossed for that. But we'd like to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us. Please rate and review wherever you may be listening to us. Please subscribe to such podcast availability, such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Breaker, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Jacob, why don't you tell the fine folks where they can send us a lovely tweet and/or email of <laughs> Sopapia cheesecake recipe, guys? It's getting to the point where, like, I'm getting desperate. I'm I will do almost anything. Ben, I'm gonna be in Norman this weekend. When you listen to this <laughs> in two weeks, <laughs> I want Let a Sopapia cheesecake recipe. <laughs> But you can send us questions, comments, how I'm stupid about Lamar Jackson not finishing as a top 12 quarterback, even though I'm 98% sure that I'll be right, on Twitter at Misfit underscore FF. Or if you want to send us a family recipe of a freaking Sopapia cheesecake or ask us questions of what should you wear to work tomorrow, send us an email at the.misfit.ff at gmail.com. And with the weather starting to chill off, I mean, I know that people are everywhere. Go ahead and wear like a little, like layer it up, like a nice little, you know, vest Ooh. with the shirt. Like, because the mornings are going to be chilly. It's supposed to be like 40 here in the morning. Right. Just, but, not, just, but not quarter zip season though, right? No, not quarter zip. It's still too, still too hot for that. You got to go with the full vestige. So that way, you, you know, can just rip it off when it gets 90 gotcha. degrees in gotcha. the evening. By the way, um, fun fact for everybody, uh, Jacob does not have a charger, so that's the reason we were really flying through this. So how much battery life do we have left? Uh, I started at 31, and I'm at 6%. Ooh. Sweet spot. We got it right (laughs) underneath the clock, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you on our Thursday's episode. Hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you then. We'll have a new topic to talk about. Ooh, teaser. (laughs) 